Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about commercial property investing and join our real estate family. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you how do I manage all of my properties completely remotely. These are all of the things that I have been implementing, adopting, learning. So it's a lot of really, really good information you will want to actually click on the blog posts so you can see all of the resources, click on the websites, start doing that yourself. So here we go. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you may remember that in the first couple of episodes, I shared that my mentor always told me to buy properties within a two hour driving distance from where you live. And I still agree that that is a very wise decision for many reasons, but sometimes you come across a property that has a good potential, that you can add a lot of value to it, but it's not a couple of hours away. It's a couple of flights away. I believe that today with technology, we all can manage and operate multiple properties remotely and I'll be sharing with you what I have done to make everything easier. So you may already know that I'm already managing and operating a handful of properties remotely. And as you know, the car washes are actual businesses. The self-storage is an actual business. So I'm not only managing the real estate itself, I'm managing some businesses. So I will start by sharing with you guys that I never saw these properties in person before purchasing them. Sounds crazy, I know, but I got this idea from the book called 300 Ways to Buy, Sell, or Exchange Real Estate. And by the way, we have actually interviewed the author here. And the author says that Real estate investing, the property is really all about fulfilling your needs. You do not need to see it in person. Of course, there are many exceptions to this rule, but this is how I have done so far. So in today's world, with so many resources out there, you can have all kinds of different experts go by the property to inspect it. And you save time, obviously, by focusing on the important things and delegating the rest. So while we are on the delegation topic, my word of the year this year is delegation. I'm creating systems, guides, videos, etc. for anyone to be able to do all of the things that I have been doing that can be delegated. So let's start with finding the property. So we all by now have set up alerts on LoopNet or Crexy, but you have to also start building your network in the areas that you are focusing on so that you can get deal alerts from actual people in the area that you're looking at. So here are a couple of websites that I have used to meet people virtually. 
biggerpockets.com and connectedinvestors.com. You should also 100% join real estate investment groups on Facebook in your target area. You just want to find one that is very valuable and active and that you see people helping one another. So meeting in person is even more important. Go to your local meetups and go to real estate conferences. You will have to find the ones that focus in your target asset class and you can easily find them by doing a simple Google search and also asking people that invest in that asset class. So now that we have a property that makes sense and that you are in contract to purchase, you're going to have to get all of the people lined up to do the inspections. So where do you start finding reliable people in a market that is completely new to you? You start by asking for referrals from your real estate agent. And you also want to triple check that they are good inspectors by doing another Google search and reading their reviews if they have any. If you're not satisfied with whoever your realtor recommended, you're gonna ask for more referrals from your agent. And the same thing goes for local banks. The bank that I got my loans with was referred by the realtor. And the first couple of banks he referred did not approve me, rightfully so. I did not have any experience with car washes, as you guys all know. But the next batch of referrals both approved me. So just keep asking until you get your yes. So now that you have closed on your property, let's move on to the daily things that you can automate, delegate, and do it yourself remotely. So the first thing that I did was to install Nest cameras on all of the properties, both outside and inside the buildings. I can see exactly what is happening at the properties at any time. I can even talk to the people through the cameras. And by the way, I've never done that before. So it notifies me if there is any movement on the property and you can change the settings to notify you as little or as much as you would like. The next thing that I did was to install an alarm that notifies me when each employee arms and disarms any property. So I get a notification on my phone and email. This helps my assistant to match the employee timesheets if we ever think there is a discrepancy. And I can also arm and disarm all of my properties directly from my phone. Life is beautiful, thank you God. Thank you, internet. For the car washes, I have also installed a coin counter. Prior to purchasing it, we had no idea how much money was coming in and we could not track anything. So now I can see exactly how many quarters are coming in every single day. And that way, when our employee collects all the money, we can check that week's report and verify against the bank deposits and how much was actually put on each machine. That way, when the employees collect the money, we can check against that week's report and the bank deposits as well. So for the actual businesses that we are running, we have customers calling here and there. And the first thing that I did was to get a grasshopper account. 
Grasshopper is a phone over the internet that you can download the app on your phone and your employees can download it on their phones and desktops as well and take the calls. So the previous owner had a landline, which is not only expensive, but it also does not have any features like a voice over IP, voice over the internet. There are other services out there, but this was the winner for me. So you can save all of this time evaluating others and you can stick to this one. With this, not only can you forward all of these calls to anyone you would like, but you can also text customers from your cell phone through the business line. You can create any call forwarding systems you'd like while only showing the business phone number to the customer. So now the next step is to write down all the possible questions and problems that your customers will be calling about. So write the questions and the answers so that your call center people can respond accordingly. So here are some examples of what questions we have for the car wash and the self storage. Question, I am at your car wash and it took my money. Answer. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience. Can you tell me which car wash are you at? Question for the self-storage. Hi, can I come and see or rent a unit today? Answer. Yes, absolutely. What time would you like to come? And then I explain if they want to come now, the call center people have to call our local person and let them know so that they can be available for a showing. We also have a backup person and we also have yet another backup, which is for them to be able to rent the unit online right away. And so the call center has all of these options that they will be able to respond to the customer and then move on to the next call. So as you get any kinds of questions, make sure to always add it to this document. And you should also be available for the call center people to call you so that they can answer any questions that are not on the document. Obviously, if you own something like an office or an industrial property, you'll want to do the exact same thing, but from a tenant's perspective, as well as the realtor that will be leasing the property for you. So create a list of Q and A's about the property that the realtor may ask you so that the person in your office will have it handy and can answer for them. You will also create a Q&A for your existing tenants in case they call your office with any questions or problems. Now, how do I find a good call center? How I did it was that one day I was calling this small company and I realized that it was a call center that picked up the call. And it was a great service. They picked up the call within one ring and I asked them, hey, are you guys a call center? I really like how you answer the call and would love to use you for our company. So I got that referral. Another thing that I have done before is also to look on Fiverr.com and Upwork.com, look for call center services. And what I love about these websites is the fact that you can search by five-star reviews. So I only look for the best and I only hire the best. And there are a multitude of ways to look for good talent and outsource it. Next, 
I created a document with every single task that needs to be done daily. I created a document on Airtable. It's a very simple document that I hired a contractor to create for me. This document is just a task tracker. We can basically create any tasks, make it repeatable, assign it to people, assign it by project, by property, by location, etc. And from this document, my VA is going to log in every single day, look at the list of things that needs to be done that day, make a copy of it and text our employees daily through Grasshopper. And our employees have to respond at the end of the day by saying what has been done and what still needs to be done and anything else that they might need. So now our employees on site are communicating via Grasshopper only. They are texting the receipts for reimbursement through the app. They are sending timesheets through the app so that the assistant can process the payroll and refund any expenses as well. So this way I can see all of the text communication myself, as well as the assistant or anybody that has the login to this account. And we also have a track record that we can always go back to. How beautiful. Moving on to vendor lists. The next thing that we have is a 30 page document that shows all of the possible vendors for each asset class. We have preferred vendors, backup vendors, part numbers that should be ordered. We have all of the account numbers, basically anything and everything that has to do with each property. Guys, this does not have to be anything fancy. Ours is just a Word document that our assistants can access on Google Drive. So the beauty of this is that it has a record of who edited what in case something gets lost. And in the future, as our team expands, only the main assistant will have editing access while the others will only have viewing access. Moving on to income and expenses. We currently don't have a management company managing our self-storage facility for many reasons. So I have made the huge effort to move almost every tenant to automatic payments via credit card or bank. For the few that are remaining and paying by cash or check, we have our employee stop by the self-storage at the beginning of every single month, send us a picture, again, through Grasshopper, of all the checks that were received. The assistant then uploads this into our system and the employee on site deposits the checks in the bank. If anyone is delinquent, I have the assistant call and text them until we hear from them. It is important to be on top of your game and not only for self-storage, for every single asset class that you currently have. So in the self-storage space, people sometimes don't believe that you will actually auction off their items until you send a picture of the notice for sale. So this happened the other day. I had the assistant send a picture. We saved time and money with the entire auction process because by law, we need to put an ad on the newspaper, which costs $300, believe it or not. And we got that tenant to pay. 
So I cannot highlight it enough how persistency is key, but I've already highlighted this enough (laughs) in multiple episodes with the follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. So you want to train your people really, really well and have them add their tasks to their calendars and follow up, follow up, follow up. I need help. Now what? You want to keep track of every single person that can potentially help you in case something happens. So at least for me, it's very easy to forget who I have in my network. So I created a spreadsheet of every single person that I know in the real estate field. And I have a column that shows who they are, where did I meet them, how can I connect with them, and what do they focus on. I also put a column for which city and state do they live in in case I need help near any of my properties or in a specific market. For example, the other day I needed an official lease for a specific state. I had no access to it. I did not know where I could get an official lease. And so I just reached out to a couple of people that lived in that state And within a few minutes, they sent me their lease. Since I have over 500 people on my list, I also have a top list of people that I should reach out first. So these are great friends that I know would be able to help or that would know somebody that could help me. So this list should be about 5 to 20 people. Make an effort to keep in touch with these people at least every quarter. I also have a list of people that I would hire when I'm ready to expand and grow even more. So these are people that I either have in my network or that I have seen do a great job and I know that they would be excellent additions to the team or as a potential partner. So this list can be as long as you would like because obviously (laughs) great people are hard to find. Here are some final tips, some phone app tips that I have. Number one, everything that can be on auto pay is on auto pay. All the electricity, gas, internet, etc., etc., etc. I know that some people do not like that because some vendors may increase prices without notifying you. But when we do our accounting and bookkeeping, we check all of that. So AutoPay makes it very worth it because it saves us a lot of time. Number two, make sure that all of these documents are on your phone as well. If they are on Google Drive, download the Google Drive app on your phone. If they're on Dropbox, make sure to have that app as well. It'll make your life a lot easier. Number three, always keep track of your money even if you delegate all of this out. I have heard many horror stories from multimillionaires, billionaires that started delegating that part out and let go of triple checking their numbers and their people started to take advantage and they had money stolen by actual employees and sometimes partners. Number four, keep your employees accountable. Have them send you a list of things that got done that day. Have daily or weekly meetings with them. Find out what is working, what's not working, where is the bottleneck, what do they need help with. Number five, 
download your business credit card apps on your phone. That way you will get notified every time that something is charged to your business account. Not that you will be checking every single transaction, but you will be asking your employee, hey, what is this charge about once in a while so that they know that you are checking. Number six, download Venmo or Cash App and or Cash App so that you can easily pay vendors and issue refunds if needed instead of mailing checks. Who has time to mail checks nowadays? The other day, I even sent a picture of a check to someone because it was a larger amount and they were able to deposit through their phone app. Number seven, my favorite places to find talent are Upwork, Fiverr, and Thumbtack. Thumbtack is mostly for vendors like lawnmowers, cleaners, etc. And just like the first two, you can find the highest rated vendors and work with them. And last but not least, I'm still in the process of finalizing this delegation process and uh, I will be fine-tuning it. You now have a very good idea of some of the things that you can do in order to manage your properties remotely. There is a lot more to be done, but this is a very strong beginning. I hope this was incredibly helpful to you. All of these websites will be under the actual blog post. If you have any tips yourself, I would love to hear from you. Send us a message at montecarlorei.com so we can share with others. And I would love to thank one of our latest reviewers, JK Gators. Great podcast. I have recently gone through a career change and very interested in transitioning into commercial real estate investing. Stephanie's podcast is a great introduction into this world. Thank you so much, JK Gators. I really appreciate you making the time to write this review. And I will see you guys next time.